E-tidings, Cosmos. Good morning, 21st century world of worlds. This is Radio Richard Ireland, coming to you from within the soundproofless studio of life itself. Tom Mila Falcher wrote and shot. I am your host, Richard Avera, a self-originating planet-out philosopher of the natural kind. Hear this, listener, give it here your fullness of ear. From the beginning there is breath, and upon that breath there are words. While in my inner world strolling and coming to a standstill, I found myself gazing at a hill in the near distance. There in the in-between I noticed an oak tree growing. Then I became aware of myself and with looking back down behind me, saw a pretty weed, and beyond it a little ways a ladybird strolling about. And I thought, each one of us surely is aware of height according to our own height. The weed must think it is pretty high compared to the ladybird. I would think I am pretty high compared to the weed, the oak tree to me and the hill to the oak tree. In symmetry of likeness, each one of us is aware of low, according to our own lowness. The lady bird must think it is pretty low compared to the weed, the weed to me, me to the oak, and the oak to the hill. Onwards and onwards did my thoughts wander and consider that from the preeminent intellectual right down to the least learned, each one would be aware of the height of knowledge in accordance with their own limited or extensive learning experience. In symmetry of likeness, each one of them would be aware of not knowing, according to their lack of learning. Yet when all things are weighed up, none of them know for absolute certainty, say, what reality is or is not, what existence is or is not, even what they themselves are, and if or not their existence has meaning. Full sure it is, nobody knows for full sure. Nobody knows, yet so oft do people speak, so oft do people write and do, as if all things within their chosen field they undoubtedly knew. Perhaps at times it is all but for show, and some monetary flow. Who might this unequivocally know? Would even they themselves know? No, they would, no, they would. And the sage in the digital age speaks of the philosopher of old, saying, Where, he asked, does the moon go to when it is no longer visible? Why does it carry a shadow on its surface which at first is almost totally covering it, and then and only gradually letting go of it until it is no longer visible, and the moon itself then is full of light? Where is this light going to as it gradually disappears? Is its light even its own, or does it temporarily come from elsewhere? But from where? Perhaps the distant stars? Maybe the sun shares some of its light with it during the day, which in turn stores and brings out at night. Is there no moon there when we can't see it? Are there perhaps two moons, one shadow and one light, which are always in each other's company, exchanging light and shadow shapes? 
so many wonders about to wonder about. Wonderful. In today's broadcast, I'll be reading from As You Like It, Tao Tai Ching, and the true classic of Southern Taoist fragrance. This is a reading in continuity from As You Like It. I pretty, pretty youth, let me be better acquainted with thee. They say you are a melancholy fellow. I am so, I do love it better than laughing. Those that are in extremity of either are abominable fellows, and betray themselves to every modern censure worse than drunkards. Why, it is, it is good to be sad and say nothing. Why, then, it is good to be a post. I have neither the scholar's melancholy, which is immolation, nor the musician's, which is fantastical, nor the courtier's, which is proud, nor the soldier's, which is ambitious, nor the lawyer's, which is politic, nor the lady's, which is nice, nor the lover's, which is all these, but it is a melancholy of mine own, compounded of many simples, extracted from many objects, and indeed the Sunday's the sundry's contemplation of my travels, in which my often rumination wraps me in a most humorous sadness. A traveller? By my faith, you have great reason to be sad. I fear you have sold your lands to see other men's. Then, to have seen much and to have nothing is to have rich eyes and poor hands. Yes, I have gained my experience. And your experience makes you sad. I had rather have a fool to make me merry than experience to make me sad, and to travel for it too. Good day and happiness, dear Rosalind. Nay then, God be with you, and you talk in blank verse. Farewell, Monsieur Traveller. Look you lisp and wear strange suits. Disable all the benefits of your own country. Be out of love with your nativity, and almost chide God for making you that countenance you are or I will scarce think you have swam in a gondola. Why, how now, Orlando, where have you been all this while? You a lover, and you serve me such another trick, never come in my sight more. My fair Rosalind, I come within an hour of my promise. Break an hour's promise in love. He that will divide a minute into a thousand parts and break but a part of the thousand part of a minute in the affairs of love, it may be said of him that Cupid had clapped him on the shoulder, but I'll warrant him whole heart, him heart whole. Pardon me, dear Rosalind. Nay, and you be so tardy, come no more in my sight. I have as, le as leaf be wooed by a snail. Of a snail? Ay, of a snail, for though he comes slowly, he carries his house on his head, a better jointure. I think that you make a woman. Besides, he brings his destiny with him. What's that? Why, horns, which such as you are fain to be beholding to your wives, for, for but he, he comes armed in his fortune and prevents the slander of his wife. Virtue is no horn-maker, and my Rosalind is virtuous. And I am your Rosalind. It pleases him to call you so, but he had a Rosalind of a better Leah than you. Come woo me, woo me, for now I am in a holiday humour, and like enough to consent. What would you say to me now, and I were your very, very Rosalind? I would kiss before I spoke. 
Nay, you were better speak first, and when you were gravel for lack of matter, you might take occasion to kiss. Very good orators, when they are out, they will spit, and for lovers lacking God warn us matter, the cleanliness shifts, shift is to kiss. How if the kiss be denied? Then she puts youth to entreaty, and there begins new matter. Tao Dai Jing, Installment 39 A Combining of Translations Old things which have the correctness are. It is by correctness that the heavens become bright and pure, and the earth firm and sure. The spirits divine, the valleys full, all existence lively, and the kings and queens just for the world's model. All these are the results of correctness. If the heaven were not so pure, it would soon rend. If the earth were not so sure, it would break and bend. If the spirits were not so divine, they would lose their prophecy. If the valleys were not so full, they would parch. If all existence were not so lively, they would be extinct. If the kings and queens had no morality, they would collapse from their throne. Therefore the humble is the root of the noble, the low is the foundation of the high. Kings and queens consider themselves orphaned, widowed, and worthless. Do they not depend on being humble? Too much success is not an advantage. Don't overcall attention to yourself. This is an interpretation, after my own fashioning, of some lines from the true classic of Southern Taoist fragrance. No three-star visitor spoke to me, saying, Humaculate Vera, what stories, what anecdotes, what insights do you bring to this new dawn? A young sage of a day was wandering away. This to himself was he saying. How ceaselessly the sky of day and the heavens of night revolve! How constantly do they flow with hills, valleys, and streams, abiding in seeming stillness! How admirably the sun, moon, planets, and stars respect each other's pathways, and each other's comings and goings, their appearing forth into visibility, and their disappearance back into invisibility! Is there something, or is there someone, that causes these harmonious, ever-ongoing movements to be? Is there something or someone who presides over and directs all these amazing happenings? What or who intermingles them so seamlessly? What or who is it that delights in causing these to be and sustains and maintains them throughout the endless seasons? How come clouds come to be? How come the wind is so powerful as to be able to float them along so seemingly effortlessly? How come they know when to spill themselves over and to rain so abundantly upon the hills, forests and fields? What or who produces such elemental enjoyment and benefit in abundance? 
winds spontaneously rise in the southwest, rise in the east, down in from the north east, and in from the west to their blow, up from the southeast and down from the northeast, and on occasion up from the south and down from the north. What or who produces them, causes them to be, causes them sometimes to be as gentle breezes, sometimes troubled gales, and on occasion fierce storms? Where did I come from to be? How came I to be? Is it the same thing, the same one, who gives rise to all of these continually that has caused me to be, that sustains and maintains me throughout the dawns and the eves? Naturally, I think it so would have to be. We are all of the one same, same, sameness, they and me, me and they. And I would also naturally have to say, of the one same, same difference, so we be. The waters, ferns, grasses, trees, elks, birds, sun, moon, planets, stars, and me are clearly of the it, of the one, that is, of a generosity to have us all be. Good it is to be truly, me here wandering away carefreely. In a dawn reverie of this new day, meditated I on what an immortal self of mine did say, did lovingly relay way back in days of long, long, long gone by. O mortal self of mine, when with living in your own realm and time, you will ever sing to yourself anew the old song. Joyfully and skillfully the forwarding to returning movements along. All right, I will leave it at that for today. Enjoy taking very good care of yourself and those around you. Be ever so grateful for your many blessings. And spare a thought too for people's living in faraway places, in all different kinds of situations, often very difficult and not at all of their own making. You have been listening to a planetary philosopher of the natural kind, bringing radio to the Internet via Radio Richard Island. The script format of today's broadcast will be available at a future date on AuthenticClosetDramaScripts.com It is truly an honor to have you listening. It is more than a voice in your ear. There is power in listening, more than a phrase in your eye. Insight there is in reading. Enjoy both, and please do spread the word. Thank you ever so much, Richard. May you be a blessing unto yourself, by way of your past, by way of your present, and by way of your future. Sloan, August Benachtlet, 1914-1918.